1: Can polish my chrome so clean. We can fly off into the sunset together. A rusty old American dream. Still running. A rusty old American dream. And we will help you keep it running thanks to the help we get from ASC Certified Technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. Dan is back. From a little time off, I hope you enjoyed yourself. I did, yeah. yeah. You were at a wedding. I was at a wedding out in California, so hadn't yeah. been
2: there for many, many years. So All right. I liked it. You had a good time. I you did. did. yeah. yeah Southern California. Time. Southern yeah.
1: California. Oh, yeah. What did you think of the traffic and the crowds? Uh, you know, I
2: didn't do it. I learned how to use Uber. <laughs> oh, you did? <laughs> yeah. It was. you know, that when we got there, the, the traffic, of course, getting from the airport was horrible, and it took, you know... Yeah, 40 minutes to go two miles that's but, true but uh but beyond that it was fine you know if you just stay off the main roads and and uh and dot dart into little pockets of of uh of la it's fun and and i was surprised I, the beaches were beautiful and i I really enjoyed it
1: oh that's nice it was fun and you were at a wedding we were
2: at a wedding yeah yeah, yeah my yeah. best my son's best friend got married so all right yeah
1: good deal well yeah. it's good to have you back And as I was mentioning, by the way, if you have a car care type of question, and before you bring your vehicle into your favorite dealer, your favorite shop, and you want to be armed with a little more information, which helps everybody out, uh, why don't you give us a call or you can send Dan a text with your question. You don't have to be a motorhead or gearhead to to get involved in this show. Anybody and everybody can uh, call in with their question, whether you know something about vehicles or not. 651-989-9226. Or send, as I said to Dan, a text at 81807. This is something I was mentioning to Dan uh, when he walked into the studio. It was just yesterday, Dan, and I'm looking down at the dash, and I saw a light that I had not seen before. And it said, service engine soon. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. So I, I looked. I, believe it or not, I took the manual out and uh, looked looked at it. It was they were suggesting it might be a loose or a bad gas cap or it could be this or it could be that, maybe a misfire. Um, what do I need to do? Well, that that light comes on.
2: Service engine soon is sometimes what you see. Uh, oftentimes on different model cars, it's a, a little yellow light that's the picture of an engine. Sure. Same thing. We call it check engine light. Yeah. And uh, when that comes on, it's uh, – giving you an, an, an indication that the computer has, system has found a malfunction and it needs attention. And so, uh, you heeded the warning. You're smart and, and, uh, looked it up, found out what it's about and decided I better get it over to Lloyd's automotive and get it checked out. So, so I'm gonna that, do that. and that's what you need to do.
1: I'm going to yeah. do that today. As
2: you know, man. that, that light can mean any of hundreds of different oh, really things. that many. Yeah. When the light comes on and, and, uh, People call in on the show about it. I always ask, "Well, do you know what the code is?" Because it it uh, will the computer will spit out a diagnostic code relating to that light, and that code gives us information as to what system uh, might be malfunctioning. And it might be as simple as the gas cap was left loose, you know, something like that. The evaporative system needs to be sealed. And if it's not sealed, it'll turn that light on. But uh, it could be a, you know, misfire or transmission problem. It could be a whole bunch of things. No, so, again, in the manual. Before you start worrying, yes, uh, bring it in. We'll find out what the code is. At the very least, for today, I told you I won't fix it for you, but I'll at least tell you what it is and turn the light turn off. Turn the right? light yeah, off. So you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> at least we'll know what it is. I can do that. I can turn the light off. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. that's good. Yeah. They did say if the light in the manual is flashing... Then you've got a bigger issue.
2: Well, then you have to, you have to really not drive the car very yeah. far because uh, what that means is you have a misfire. Uh-huh. And if the spark in a particular cylinder is missing and, and if the fuel is continuing to flow into that cylinder, then, of course, you're flooding the exhaust system and uh, more precisely the catalytic converter with way too much gas and the converter will actually overheat. Mm. melt down and uh, it'll ruin the catalytic converter and on your car you do not want to buy a catalytic converter oh. trust me <laughs> you know it's oh, it's uh, uh the, the, the converter alone is $1000 plus it needs to be put in so wow yeah it's a big deal so oh, yeah boy. A flashing a flashing check engine light is a big deal and you don't want to uh you don't want to ignore that okay
1: i'll be in yours isn't flashing so not, we're not no, going to no, worry about no, it no but, no uh, no, yeah, no no so right. Anyway, well, we'll uh, we'll see you at Lloyd's good. later on today. You guys are open till noon, yeah, so I have a little noon. time to get there. You do. There. Uh, texter says this. That by the way, the text number—they're already coming in eight one eight zero seven. I need to do a brake job. What type of grease should I use on the sliders on the caliper? Well,
2: uh, we have a silicone lubricant that we use, and that, and that's what you should that's what you should use. You know, a, a good quality silicone grease or lubricant. Um, on on all of the, on all of the slides. Don't overdo it. Doesn't need much. Really, all you're trying to do is prevent rust from from coming. So don't goop it up so it gets all over the brakes. But uh, but just a little bit after you clean it up. The trouble is after after you clean it up after you grind away all the rust. You know to make the the um, uh, brake pads slip into the slides properly. The process of cleaning all that up takes all of the clear coat or paint or whatever off, and so you have bare metal exposed, which, of course, in Minnesota, if you leave bare metal exposed, it starts to rust immediately. So that's what you're trying to prevent. You want to stop the rust from happening.
1: Okay. Tell you what, we have to stop for a moment, but we welcome your phone calls. There's a line open, by the way, if you want to call Dan and ask Dan a question, 651-989-9226, text number 81807. In the Twin Cities and even 30 degrees, we might hit 40 today, partly to mostly cloudy. Here on 830 CCO Hey, good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Danny long here with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive on beautiful Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Where, where exactly are you located? Because I Well, I know because i got to be there later today. I'll, I'll, leave you a map map.
2: I'll leave you a map when I leave. I think I can, I can find, find it. You can find it. But, uh, yeah, we're at 982 Grand Avenue, which is right between... Lexington and Victoria on Grand Avenue, or you can find us on the web, our our still sort of new website, lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-I-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net, or give us a call. I'll be there this morning, actually, at 651-228-1316.
1: Good deal. If you didn't get that number, we'll have Dan pass it on before he leaves us today. All right, uh, there's caller, there are uh, uh, texters as well, Then, By the way, the phone number is 651-989-9226. Tell you what, John is on a cell phone with a question. Let's not keep him waiting. John, thanks for calling. How can we help you?
3: Yeah, I got an '08 Impala 3500 engine, and at idle, um, when you start to warm up the car, it doesn't blow warm air, it blows cool air, but then when you accelerate and start driving, it blows nice warm air.
2: Yeah. You know, you probably want to start with uh, actually checking the temperature. And and uh, um, if you were in my shop, I'd use my scan tool to do that. But you can do it with a with a gauge and uh, or one of those little laser light things that you can, you know, find a hot spot on the engine and see how warm the engine is. Uh, oftentimes, when you're not getting good heat at idle, it's because the the thermostat is getting old and the engine's actually not getting warm enough. Um, so that's probably what's wrong. But, uh, but if you check the temperature um, uh, of, the, of the engine itself, that would be the way to diagnose that for you.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go, John. About,
2: a, about, about almost 200 degrees is, uh, is uh, what the That's operating what temperature reading. of the engine should be, yeah. Okay.
1: Thanks for the call, John. Texter 81807. Texter says this, uh, 2005 Lexus RX 350. All of a sudden, all the volume went out on my radio and CD player. The panel lights are still on, still reads FM, AM, CD, and all the other features. But there's no volume at all. It's like a mute button got pushed, but there's no mute button. It might have. (laughs) Or maybe you don't know about it. Uh,
2: So actually, that's probably where where I would start. I'd look in the owner's manual Uh and see if maybe there is a mute of some sort. Uh, on that car, that's a fancy enough car where I'm sure that it has an amplifier, and I wonder if the if uh, something has happened with the amplifier. Uh-huh. You know, the, sometimes the amplifier is built into the radio, but oftentimes it's not. Oftentimes it's a separate it's unit. Separate, oh. And uh, if that amplifier has lost power, if you've blown a fuse or whatever, uh, sometimes you know there. The radios are all computerized now, too, and just like the computer on your desk, sometimes they just get confused from from a power surge or something it's like true. that. So oftentimes, uh, um, you know, unplugging the fuse for the radio and the sound system, and oftentimes it's more than one fuse, sometimes that'll reset it and, and bring it back, too. Okay. So I would try some stuff like that. Beyond that, you're going to need to bring it in and get some help.
1: In, all right, uh, so something in, to try. Yeah. All right, here's another text, a uh, 2000 Silverado half-ton. The heater defroster does not work like it did in the past two cold days. There is a foggy film on the inside of my windows. Could this be the heater core?
2: Yeah, that probably is the heater core. That foggy film, if it's if it's water, as the engine heats up, it dries up and goes away. If it's coolant, it does not, and that mist from uh, from coolant is... Is nasty and and uh, so I think that's probably what you have going on is the heater core has has uh, gotten a small leak. Uh, eventually, it starts dripping, usually on the passenger's feet. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and uh, so check for that if you see any you know signs of of antifreeze color on that side of the of the vehicle somewhere. Then uh, yes, you're looking at a heater core and and uh, beware that oftentimes can be a pretty big job. Mm. So. Just, just, just to
1: know what you're getting into. Yes, yes. All right. Here's a text. Here says that. By the way, text number eight one eight zero seven. Then we'll get back to the phones. Uh, Twenty sixteen Chrysler three hundred. I must have. Here's here's another manual. I think reading the manual. I must have accidentally hit some button, and the dash to a display went to kilometers per hour. How do I get it back to miles per hour? <laughs> there is a button <laughs> for sure, and. Yeah. Uh,
2: um, I can't think of what it might say, but if you look closely, uh, there is a button uh, that you push. Usually, it's near the reset button, you know, for your trip odometer. In fact, that's oftentimes what it says is km or and uh, Uh, mi or something like that, or yeah, mph, yeah. And uh, oftentimes, and if you just push that button, that that's exactly what happened. You pushed a button by mistake, and and now you're on metric. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good to practice. Just do the math. It's good for you. That's
1: right. But don't be distracted right? Yeah, don't be distracted. All right. Hang on, Dan. Doug and Fridley. you'll be next when we come back from our quick break here. 30 and overcast, heading for 40, dropping to 25 overnight, 35 tomorrow. We'll talk weather coming up here on 830-WCCO.
0: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
1: 30 degrees in the Twin Cities. Welcome back to this portion of CCO's Car Care Show. Denny Long here with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive helping you out. And we have texters and callers, Dan, so let's see if we can't help everybody before you take your leave. Doug is calling from Fridley with a question. Doug, Dan's listening.
3: Yeah, hi, Doug and Fridley. I've got a 2007 Impala. I have an intermittent starting problem. And I get nothing sometimes, zero. And uh, if I turn it off and turn it back to the uh, on position and let it go through its cycles, then it usually will start. The indicator I get that it won't start is when I do shut it off, take the key out, open the door. Usually the radio goes off, but it doesn't go off. And usually the odometer comes on, and I can see that. Then I know it's going to start the next time. Otherwise, it doesn't start again for a while.
2: You've done good research. You that's a, that's uh telling information that that instrument thing and and uh and uh, I forget what the other thing that you noticed the the dash lights or something that's that's telling in that they're all controlled by the body module. And so is the starting system. And so the fact that they're related when when the uh when the dash light doesn't act appropriately uh you know, it's not going to start the next time. That would tell me that something's going on in the body module. Um, we actually replace those pretty often. Do you? Yes. Uh, it's just a it's a small computer box that we replace, and when it's when we replace it, it of course has to be reprogrammed to your car. So uh, sometimes there's a, a technical service bulletin that will that will call for a change from the manufacturer, and it's it's just an update. And sometimes the um, box doesn't have to be changed. Sometimes just the, uh, the um, software needs to be changed so mm. it can be reprogrammed. So, but at any rate, it sounds like something's going on in that body control module. If you bring it in, the first thing they'll do is scan that computer, check for code, see if there's any information in there. And the fact that it has failed, there very may well be some information that you can find in there.
1: Okay, good. There you go, Doug. Uh, Let's go to Pete, who's calling from Lakeville. Pete, you're on with Dan.
2: Uh, Yes, good morning, Dan Uh, and and
3: Denny. My wife has a 99 Honda Prelude with about 95,000 miles on it. Uh, When it gets cold, like what it's been doing lately, uh, occasionally the brake warning light will come on, and... uh, and then, as the car is driven, it will go off. Uh, there's uh, plenty of uh, brake fluid, and the brakes are not soft or anything, so they're they're working fully functional. Um, i was just wondering uh, what this could be. Uh, yeah,
2: is it a red a red the red brake light? Yes Is the it the same It's the same brake light that comes on if you apply the parking brake? Is that
3: I right? don't know. we've never applied the
2: parking oh. brake. We'll try that. If it is the same light, uh, if you apply the parking brake and that same light lights up, then mm-hmm. that light is related to two things. One obviously is the parking uh, uh, the parking brake. The second is there's a, a float in the master cylinder for the brake fluid. And you say the brake fluid looks like there's plenty in there. But often, oh, yeah. oftentimes, uh, if it's not right up to the full mark, it does not have to be down very much before it'll cause that light to come on. And we get this complaint a lot, and it takes about just a few drops of brake fluid. Really? Bring it, you know, to bring that brake fluid up a, a quarter of an inch or a half an inch in the reservoir, and that shuts off the light and takes care of it. Hmm. So, Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so even though you think it's got plenty, maybe... Look at it more closely. Use a flashlight and be sure that what you're really seeing is the is the correct level and also be sure that it's not down to the minimum level. It needs to be up to the maximum level.
3: Okay. Well, now when this light comes on, as the car is driven, it will go
2: out. Well, that's common, too, that everything yeah. seems to warm up a little bit and, and you know, let brake fluid like like any other fluid expands a little bit in the temperature. And, and so... Uh, I, th- I honestly think you've just got a the brake fluid's a little bit low, and if you fill it up, it'll be fine.
1: Yeah, check it out, Pete. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Thanks for the call. Texter Dan says, this uh, 2010 Subaru Forester, at a cold start, there is a gas smell inside the car. The smell goes away right away, and then I don't smell it again unless the car sits for a while inside my garage. There are no dash lights on. The gas cap seems to be tight, and that's it. Thanks yeah. for any info.
2: Very common on Subaru. They, really? yeah, they uh, they use rubber hoses for the uh, fuel line, and where the fuel line goes onto the metal, and uh, the clamps that they use are a ni- really nice, uh, solid, heavy duty clamp. But over time, that rubber shrinks a little bit, and the clamp gets loose on the on the uh, rubber, and uh, of course, then it you know gas. Gas is, is very thin, and it leaks through any kind of little hole or any kind of little uh, space. So, And it takes very little gas to create a lot of smell. So uh, that's what's going on. If you just <clears throat> go into the hood, it's, you'll need a Phillips screwdriver. And just give each of those uh, clamps on the fuel line a, uh, you know, a half a turn. Uh, that'll take care of it. It'll tighten, tighten everything up again, and the smell will go away.
1: Oh, interesting. All right. Uh, another text uh, says, uh, 2014 Nissan Altima, when running air conditioning or heat, the blower intermittently stops.
2: That's annoying, especially in this temperature. Oh, I guess. <laughs> you know, when, when you get intermittent stoppage of something like that, usually it's a connection and uh, very common on, on heater blower motor related stuff because the blower motor takes a lot of current to operate. And when you get a loose connection, it very quickly, that connection gets hot. And once that connection has been hot a few times, things start to melt a little bit and uh, the connection gets very bad. So I think if you uh, bring it into your shop and have them search it down for you, starting at the blower motor and working their way back to the switch, they're going to find a a connection. And and, uh, if a connection has been hot, we can tell by, you know, the color changes and... Uh, we know that it's been hot; things are melted a little bit. So that's that's what you'll be looking for is a a connection that's been hot.
1: Here's a text, uh, Dan, that probably means they should bring it into Lloyd's and have you or one of your guys uh, go for a ride. When I put my car into reverse, I hear a rattle. What is it? <laughs> well, that's you're right. I'd have to hear it, yeah, and, and or any professional
2: would have to hear it. But our, our most common rattle is uh, heat shields on the exhaust uh there's a whole bunch of them and in our Minnesota weather they they're they're you know the the heat shields are very tinny and uh as they get corroded they they break loose from their welds and and then they just rattle and the solution is several one is if it's in a key spot we'd have to replace the uh heat shield uh one option is that The heat shield can either just be re-welded into place or oftentimes we'll put a big clamp around it just to tighten it up. Or if it's in a safe place to do so, we'll just take the heat shield off and throw it away.
1: Oh, okay. Has Lloyd's been putting in... uh snow tires this week. I'm tired of snow tires already. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think I did. I, unfortunately, as you know, Denny, the uh, the uh, tire changing equipment is in my bay. It is so in your bay. Everyone yeah. thinks it's really convenient to bring this all the snow tire work into my bay. And uh, so I've been doing an awful lot of snow <laughs> tires, which is fine. I, I joke with the guys about it. They say, well, you know, do you mind doing some more snow tires? And I don't complain because it's it's hard work, and I say it keeps me strong, and, yeah. and I don't mind. it. I, I can skip my workout in I was the morning. say, you if, don't have to go to the yeah, gym. If I'm going to put on six or eight sets of snow tires, I don't have to go to, <laughs> do, go to the gym in the morning.
1: Well, I know I'll see you a little bit later Sounds uh, good. this morning. How do we get in touch with Lloyd's?
2: Give us a call at 651-228-1316, or as you're going to do, drive on over. We're at 982 Grand Avenue in St. Paul, or you can find us on the web at Lloyd's Automotive dot net, L-L-O-I-D-S. I
1: I will see you in a few hours. Sounds good. Thanks. Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. Stay tuned. Jack Farrell's Wine Chat straight ahead here on A3O WCCO.